I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. It's Facebook Live post game. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game show. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Uh, I almost said, like, with me as always and introduced the panel. And then I was like, wait, no, that's the wrong show. Uh, but, yeah, big win for the Flyers. This was much, much needed. Uh, this was the kind of game they needed, I think. Uh, didn't love the start. Uh, that that really should have been better. But a lot of things happened that I think uh, – listen, to start, uh, because this is going to be uh, – I can see everyone – I can just see it going this way in the comments and in the, the questions and everything. Listen, it's the Senators and their garbage, and I said so last night, and I said the Flyers needed to, needed to stomp them. And by the end of the game, they did, you know. Um, it took a while to get there, but the kind of game it was, I'll say uh, – you know, slow start, which, Jesus, sucks. Give up the first goal. They've done it in every game so far. Gave up the first goal. Um, not good, but they battled back. Got it tied with the uh, first period goal from Jake. You go into an intermission, it's 1-1. Second period gets real testy, and, you know, you come out on top with, uh, you know, three goals in the second. It's 4-3 at the end of the second period. Um I, I think a lot of that mattered. And then to put away the win, of course, you give up that stupid freaking uh, power play goal at the end to give them life. But you come away with the win. You battled throughout. Uh, you beat a team that you absolutely had to beat. You win a game that you absolutely needed to win. Uh, I really want this to be a launching pad. One of the things uh, in my notebook, of course, um, you know, that I started to talk about, or I started to just like just little notes I take during the game. I usually don't even use it, but tonight I just felt uh, I should. And I just wrote Voracek, man. I defend him while admitting he can be awfully frustrating, but he needs to get it together right now. The turnovers have always been a thing, but he makes so much happen by carrying and controlling the pace. But right now the positives aren't drastically outweighing the negatives like they typically do. Uh, hopefully the first period power play goal to tie the game uh, gets him going. And, of course, it did, in fact, get him going. How about Jake passing up the opportunity for the uh, passing up the opportunity for the hat trick tonight? Voracek ends up with two goals, three assists, plus three in 19 and a half minutes. A uh, hell of an effort for him. Um, who else? Yeah, Sean Couturier, 24 minutes tonight. I mean, that dude is a workhorse. Uh, what I, I mean, listen, you guys know how I feel about Weiss and Laterra. I don't want either of them in the lineup. But I got to say, now Weiss took that penalty at the end and that hurt him, but overall uh, was better than, you know, we usually see him. And he had two assists tonight. He had four assists all of last season. He had eight freaking points. He had two tonight. Um, I, I, I just think there's a, uh, there's a chance – that Weiss and Laterra, and more so Laterra, because it's really just his last year in um, in St. Louis is where they really soured on him, and then la- and then you know he comes here for last season, and 
you know, never really factored into their plans until it became, okay, well, we just got to play you because we've given up on everybody else. I don't think he's uh, obviously like they had him paired for like two full seasons um, with Vladimir Tarasenko in their top line. I don't think he's a, a great player by any means. However, I am willing to allow for the possibility that maybe Yuri Laterra is closer to the guy, say, he was in his first couple of years uh, with the Blues than he was last season. Now, that is a, a stark contrast. So, like, if we're talking about 0-100 and the line is, like, you know, if we're talking about closer to what he was then, uh, if he's 51, that's way closer than, like, he was like a forward last year, you know? And I just think – uh, there's a possibility. I'm willing to allow – I'm willing to let Laterra play this out. And same with Dale Weiss at this point. Um, say what you will about Weiss, and I say it all the time. I, I, I joke that my issue with him is personal at this point. I, I take personal offense to, uh, you know, Doc Emmert calling him the rugged Dale Weiss and uh, giving him a four-year contract on the first day of free agency. Jesus. But uh, I'm willing to just let this play out and say what you will about Weiss. He looked pretty good tonight. Um, I would love for Jordan Wheel to be in this lineup. But say they had back-to-backs and we're just going to, you know, give Wheel the first game and give Weiss the second game and go from there, I would say Weiss outplayed Wheel by um, by quite a bit. So if this is how it's going to play out, at least until um, at least until uh, JVR gets back, we'll see, man. We'll see, you know. And – it's hard to draw conclusions. Again, I know that it's Ottawa and that they are bad. So it's hard to draw really like definite conclusions from this game. Like, yes, Dale Weiss looked better against a terrible team than Jordan Wheel did against, uh, you know, San Jose is my pick to win the cup this year. Uh, we, when we did our predictions on, I can't remember if we did it on ice sport radio or the Metro preview of uh, BSH two weeks ago. But I picked San Jose to win the cup. So if Jordan Wheel didn't look good against them and Weiss looks good against the team that I think is going to be the worst team in the league, Ottawa, um, we'll see how it plays out from here. But based on Weiss's performance tonight, I'm willing to let it play out while JVR is injured. It's a fourth-line role. Um, we'll see. Uh, same with Laterra. Really interested to see how this uh, – this Nolan Patrick thing shakes out, man. That's that's a bummer. That's really needed to get him going, and him him having health issues is like the opposite of what you want. I thought he played after he took that high stick. I didn't. I know he drew the high stick and he left the ice. He didn't appear to be bleeding or anything. It was just a two minute minor. He was on the bench. So uh, my fear, and this is, I have no idea. I have no. I have no sources with this. No idea. My fear is concussion. He had one last year. He took the stick up high, but we'll see. I'm, that's just my – it's the thing that's the hardest to determine. Like, oh, he could be out of game. He could be out of month. And that's like the last thing I think Nolan Patrick needs right now. So that's my big fear. I really hope it was just precautionary. They got him out of there. Uh, what else? What else before I turn it over to you? I realize I'm ranting way longer than usual before I turn it over to the comments. But uh, uh, you know what? The first comment I see is, um, all right, we'll start with this one. Thomas, if Konechny gets on the board, I think he will tear it up. That's always been his thing, man. He's just need to get going. Uh, he had some chances tonight, though. Jesus. He, 
he just seems like he's one three-point game away from being exactly who he was last year. And remember, last year, from December 23rd on, his five-on-five scoring numbers were on pace with, like, Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon, MVP candidates. He was incredible uh, the way he scored in the second half of last year. And Bill Leonard asks, hey, Bill, how about Pickard? Really liked what I saw out of the guy tonight. Um, you know, gave up what? It, uh, gave up four? Was it? I don't even remember what the final score was. Jesus. Yeah, seven four was the final. Um, gave up four, but I, you know, how it was three power play goals and just this team is bad defensively. And I will say. What I wouldn't give Elliot last night, I will say that Pickard battled. Um, and Elliot absolutely did stick in and do a job that you know, I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to be the guy who just gets hung on. So I'll give Elliot credit for that. And I said of the eight goals that went in last night, I blame the first two almost completely on, uh, on Elliot. And then the following six, I blame on everyone else but him. Um, but tonight I'll say Pickard for a backup, making his first start with the team. It's his second start in the NHL in two years. He played one game in the NHL for Toronto last year. Um, so this is his second game in the NHL in two seasons after, you know, a decent amount of time in Colorado. I liked what I saw. I think there's something to build on there. And if he can give them that kind of – if he can give them that kind of effort and give them that kind of a chance – got to plug the laptop in. Uh – if he can give them that kind of effort and that kind of a chance 30 times a year, I'll take him over Neuvert all day because I know I can't depend on Neuvert and I know I can't get 30 games out of him, absolutely. All right, so let's keep going. At least you don't have the terrible Sixers hat on tonight. I, I match my hat, hats, man. I'm wearing black, so I'm going with my black and gray hat. I was wearing my Daniel Bryan shirt last night. It's blue, so I had my blue hat on. Come on. I got style. I think the last um, I think the last comment I saw was uh, the thing of the picture behind me. Is it me or Ron Jeremy? It is me. Uh, I, my girlfriend and my family got a bunch of big heads made of me for a surprise 30th last week. Sure, he had five points, but Voracek's back checks and defensive plays were amazing. Yeah, for a guy who, like, I feel like could be more of a complete player, but kind of just does the thing he do- does the things he does great, and um, that's really it. I-, I was really, really happy with Voracek's play because in the neutral zone, you know he's good. In the offensive zone, you know what he can do. I'm happy to see him shooting more. Uh, and yeah, his the way he played the defense tonight, it was a. Uh, it's what you want to see out of a leader. Why is this not? Is this not plugged in? What's going on here? There we go. It's charging now. Yeah, it's what you want to see out of one of your veteran leaders. They needed that kind of effort tonight out of their guys, out of Giroux, out of Voracek, out of Gossespierre, out of Couturier. You need your main guys to to lead you when you're – I know it's early, but things can get out of hand fast. You can't win a cup in October, but you can sure shit dig yourself in a real hole. Um and they, they needed that kind of effort tonight. And, again, you're playing a – I don't want to call them an AHL team because they have some players I really like. If the Flyers go out and get, you know, Duchesne or Stone this offseason, I will be super excited about that. Um, of course, I like that's 
I hate the Senators, and I want three of their guys, if you include, you know, Carlson, who they traded before the season. But, um, yeah, they have some good players. Uh, Tuchuk looks like a weapon, especially down low in the power play. He looks like he's going to be something special. Um, they have some good players, but their depth is – Jesus, they are not good. Um, and that was uh, – you did what you needed to do. You netted seven against them. I, 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 that's that's – and Voracek was a big part of it, you know, the, the points, the effort, uh, everything. Should we split the top D pair? They were still horribly outchanced, and both Sandheim and Gudis uh, have looked good. Have looked good with Haig. Uh, have looked good with Haig looking a lot better this season so far. <sighs> I hate to... I just hate to do it because that pair has such potential and we're only four games in, but you know, you can always go back to it. That's the other part. Um, like the super line with uh, Couturier, Giroux and Voracek. Um, I guess you can say it's always an option. If you were to maybe go, you know, say Gossis bear Hague and then put a, uh, and put Provorov back with McDonald. I want to keep that Sanheim. I want to keep that sandheim Gudis pair right now. I I just want to see how it plays out. I think that's a good pair, and I want to give Sandheim some consistency. I don't care whose defensive partner is, honestly, as long as it's the same. I, I you Mess with the other four guys. You know what? Yes, that's my answer. Mess with the other four guys all you want. Put, put, Ghost, with, uh, put Ghost with McDonald. Put Ghost with Haig. Put Provorov with either, either of them. Keep them together. I don't care. I want to see Sandheim get some consistency and really build his game. And I want to see Gudis get back to the guy I know he can be. He's, uh, he's better than he was second half of last season in playoffs because it, it would be hard to be worse. He was probably worse than McDonald in the playoffs last year. Um, but I, I want to see him get back to being a guy I really thought was a, you know, a, could be a mainstay on a good team's blue line. Yeah, what happened to Patrick? I don't know. It's the um, stash is killing it. Keep up the nice work. It's good, man. It's good. It'll be ready for November, I think. Um, Weiss was off on that last power uh, penalty kill, but otherwise, yeah, I, I agree. How happy are we that Simmons is back? Yo, that uh, that crossing play, I think it was on the first power play that didn't work, but they had those two um, they had those two doorstep chances with Simmons. That might be the first time I've seen the Giroud of Voracek and then the Voracek download of Simmons, like the crisscross play that they run work. To the point, it's the first time I've seen them complete both passes and it not lead to a goal. I would say maybe if one of you can remember it another time where it didn't work, but I think that's like if they complete both passes, it's a goal. I could not believe that didn't go in. Yeah, Wayne Simmons is looking like Wayne Simmons again. Um, again, the depth is is going to be an issue now with maybe Nolan Patrick hurt and JVR, so we're going to have to juggle some things. But um, I uh, liken what I'm seeing out of Wayne Simmons, especially in the power play, and that's where he does his damage. I did enjoy Laterra mixing it up and standing up for the kids. That's another, like, uh, again, uh, it's you just expect it out of your teammates, but uh, a guy like Yori, you know, you don't really 
as fans, we don't know who he is as a teammate. You know, we haven't really gotten to know Yori Laterra. He was in and out of the lineup last year. And then by the time he's, you know, he's a regular, we've turned on him and we don't want to get to know him. So we don't really know what kind of a teammate he is. And just little things like that cross check tonight. I freaking loved it. That's my favorite Yori. I'm, you know what? I'm burying the hatchet with Yori. Yori, keep doing what you did tonight and uh, you can be my fourth line center. That's it. Chris agrees. If Latero will protect the kids like he did tonight, I'm fine with him at 4C. You know, he drew a penalty in the third. He he made some – he's been – for a guy that looked like he just couldn't keep up in the NHL last year, and that's what he looked like. He looked like the most ineffective player uh, I can remember. Um, he's He's turning it around this year. I want to see him keep it up again four games, and he stood out tonight, and it's Ottawa. I'm going to keep repeating that because I'm – I hear myself saying it in like in my head. I'm going, yeah, but it's freaking Ottawa. But I also hate Ottawa, so killing them really makes me happy. Ghost Haig, Pro, uh, Provorov, Myers, Sanheim, Gudis. I would love to see it, but it's not happening yet, man. Ghost Shark says Mondo. I, I I'm 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 a real big Eric Carlson mark. I just love watching that guy play and having him with the same blue line. I just. I got a thing for that team right now. I, I really do. Um, obviously, if it's Flyers, Sharks, and the Stanley Cup, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the freaking Flyers. But I just – Sharks are my West Coast team right now, and it's hurting me because the Kings – I got the Kings hat here with all my Philly hats um, and my wrestling hat. Uh, but, you know, the Kings were my team for a while on the West Coast, but I think I finally moved on and I'm going to be a front runner with Eric Carlson. Wheel may have to play if Patrick is injured. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I mean, you only have so many guys. You know, Weiss is already drawing into the lineup if Patrick is out. Well, I guess and JVR is already out. We'll have to see where that what happens with that. Um, if anyone sees it, um, if anyone hears anything about Nolan Patrick while I'm doing this, like DM me on Twitter or something so I see it right away. Don't say the C word, Bill. Did I say the C? No, I don't think I said that. Supposedly, Patrick took a shift after the high stick and took a hit on that shift. Okay, because I thought uh, I thought I saw him play after the high stick. He went to the board shoulder first. All right, I guess I just missed that. I hope it's not a concussion. Me too. Really hope Patrick doesn't have a knee virus. Yeah. What's that? That's uh, Joe Thornton has that. Rick, dope hat, right? Where is it? Here it is. Adidas hat. Freaking love this. I, I'm so bad with mirror imaging. I don't understand how it works. Uh, yeah, Adidas hat. Love this thing. Uh, we should make Elliot paint gritty on his mask too. I think the the alternate the jersey they wear at the uh, at the stadium series should be gritty. It should the logo should be gritty. Sanheim on the second power play. Bill, you called it. They looked better. They did, and they controlled the puck better. And listen, I'm all for getting four forwards out there on the on the. Um, Lost my train. I'm all for getting four forwards out there on the power play when it's warranted. But I think if you just go with Sanheim Provorov, you'll control play better. I just I think you'll be able to control the pace better with those two guys. I think they have 
And with Nolan Patrick out, it's like, well, now we really don't have forwards who fit the bill here. So, you know, we have to go with two defensemen. But, uh, yeah, he was – I believe he was in there before Patrick. I think he was in there last night, actually, uh, if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm happy about that. I want to see him – I want to see him get his chances on the power play because I just see some real offensive upside there. And I think he just needs reps. He just needs experience. He just needs confidence. And he could get going, at least from an offensive perspective. With the way the NHL has been, four goals is nothing. There's been so many high-scoring games. Yeah, that's this defense is not good, and their goaltending right now is questionable. Maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. I don't really think we know yet. Um, but the way scoring has been throughout the league so far this year, it's, again, tough to it's tough to come to like definite conclusions about what your strengths and weaknesses are when you're looking at every team score four or five goals a night. I like Pickard. Me too. Pickard won the AHL championship last year. That was, uh, was Garrett Sparks their starter down there? I should know more about the AHL, but go to his hockey DB and check it out. Alvin Pickard. Uh, Toronto, where are his damn, played three playoff games and 33 regular seasons. So yeah, he was backing up with the Marlies last year. Pretty sure Garrett Sparks was their starter, but yeah. We need Gritty to comment. Gritty's my boy. We, uh, I met Gritty tonight, told him he's the hero Philadelphia needs. Uh, I'll talk about that at the end. I went to the season preview um, and it's, it was funny because the season, you know, they already had their home opener, but I guess they just couldn't schedule it until tonight. Like, um, uh, you know, a bunch of people in the business, uh, they, they invite them in and they give us booze and, uh, free food and show us all the free stuff or all the new stuff that they've done. And I will say right now it's, they've done a great job, uh, upgrading the Wells Fargo center, the, the upstairs, the mezzanine, mezzanine level. I'll get into it later, but, uh, it was a classy, it was a first class event flyers. Whenever they do anything, uh, it's it, as much as I'm going to come on here and rip them. And trust me, the way you don't, <laughs> this notebook is filled with, I, I have the worst handwriting in the world, but it is filled with angry scribbling uh, from, you know, the first half of the first period tonight. And I kind of calmed myself down and then got really into the game as a fan once all, you know, the violence started. Uh, and then was just hoping you know, to beat the freaking oil, oilers, the freaking senators. Uh, but. Uh, and I'll rip the flyers nonstop, but I will say as an organization, when they do events and things, classy all the way. When is AMAC going to be a healthy scratch? Uh, you know, man, I had a whole Andrew McDonald rant. Again, I have a bunch of shit written down from the first half of this game that – or the first half of the first period, really. I was so mad at Andrew McDonald uh, tonight and, again, got over it because the game, you know, game flow. But, man, I, I have my I've, – I've, just because I'm tired of complaining about the guy, like he's been here so long and he's got another year on his contract. Like, Oh my God, I'm just tired of complaining about the guy. I've, you know, convinced myself that he's just an average third pair defenseman and it's his contract that really bothers me. But man, you can talk all you want about this being the year that they're going to take a step forward and winning at the NHL level really matters this year. But it's all lip service as long as Andrew McDonald is in the lineup. You know, you can say, oh, well, what is San or what has, you know, Sanheim last year getting the treatment he got? My God, 
Imagine if he played like Andrew, like imagine if a young kid played like Andrew McDonald, uh, Phil Myers, I get it. He's going to have his ups and downs. Uh, I just happen to think like, that's the thing is McDonald makes the mistakes and doesn't make up for them with great plays ever. You know, if, P.K. Subban, yes, turns the puck over at the blue line because he fell down, and it's a it's a it's a game deciding goal that he gives up. That's a bummer. But he's also top five in defensive scoring and is one of the best two way players in freaking hockey. So you deal with the ups and downs. Like Andrew McDonald is all downs, man. Like when do we get the ups? They just don't come. He's not good enough. He's not good enough at the NHL level, and that's all there is to it. He just can't play here. Not on a winning team. Having him is a detriment. It just is. I, I, I don't know how else to put it. Like, you're just saying we're, what we care about this year is winning and taking a step forward. You can be a great veteran leader. If what you're doing on the ice hurts the team, what's the point? The point is winning games. You know, at the end of the day, rah-rah shit and who's a captain, who's great in the locker room. I believe it is important. However... If you're actively hurting the team on the ice, it doesn't matter because your contributions are negative. Uh, I, I just have I, – I didn't want to – especially after a win against my least favorite team in all of sports, um, I, I didn't want to even do this McDonald rant tonight. But I'm so sick of him. Froster, I, I really don't see Froster, Rubstav, or anyone coming up if, if Patrick's out long-term. Uh, the one thing I could maybe see happening is um, like an all-bay-Cubell recall, something like that, but I, I, I don't see it being – it's definitely not going to be Frost. Um, I really don't see that happening. Uh, Sanheim was turning it over pretty routinely. Love what he brought on power play too, though. Uh, the defensive zone, everyone is not good in the de defensive zone. Uh, clears everything, breakout. Um, Sanheim had a couple giveaways tonight, though, but, I, you know, who didn't? It may be hard, but we may have to move G back to center. Absolutely not. No. Vegas is struggling. They are, and I hate it because I don't want to, like – I got wrapped up in the magic, too. And, oh, my God, I, of course they're regressing. I, I told you so. I don't want to – like, in the beginning of last season, I was like, okay, this ain't going to last. Look at their – especially their blue line. They're not this good. But it's like, you know, they, they keep going, they keep going. You go, oh, this is just fun. I don't even care anymore. It is just Vegas magic. Uh, and now that they're regressing, it's a bummer because they were so much fun. But um, I don't want – like, it's not I told you so because I'm not – like, I wasn't – I was rooting for Vegas. It's just more like this was probably predictable, you know, that they would struggle. And, again, it's early. We're four – you know, I, I don't even know how many games they've played. But we're four – Flyers are four games in. Hard to come to conclusions. Said it last night. I'll say it again. Scott Lawton is playing like a top six guy. Yeah, I mean, I – I know they like him at wing right now, but if Nolan Patrick's out, man – I'm I'm putting him I'm putting him at two or three C right now. I mean he's earning it. Scott Lawton is absolutely freaking earning it. Uh, no doubt about it. At what point should we be concerned about Patrick's long term health and effectiveness? I mean, 
you can be concerned. I just don't know what good it is. Uh, the idea is to keep him healthy. The idea is to keep everyone healthy. I was super worried that Giroux was just breaking down. I thought his body was failing him a couple of years ago. You know, some guy, I, I think Patrick's going to have to get stronger. Absolutely. Um, and he's going to have to learn uh, learn how to protect himself a little at the NHL level and just kind of get into a routine where his body is just – his body's giving him more, maybe, if that makes sense. Uh, and, and it happens. There was just an article – I talked about it if you listen to BSH this week, the article about Giroux saying, you know, when he was young, he just didn't take care of himself and didn't think any of it mattered, and now he's 30. And, you know, like, you know, when he's 28 and breaking down, and now he's 30 and he looks as good as ever. And it's just kind of uh, – So three goalies across league injured means Noivy not waived. Noivy's still on IR as far as I know. Worry that Lyon might get snagged. Lyon was actually loaned to the Phantoms today. It turns out that Alex Lyon actually was still waiver exempt. He did not have to go through waivers. He was sent down to the Phantoms today because although he burned a year on his ELC uh, signing, uh, with the uh, with the fly, with the uh, with the Flyers is that first year he did not play and he wasn't signed before. So it's, actually, look at Dave Isaac's Twitter. Dave Isaac tweeted it. I retweeted it at a certain point today. There's a whole bunch of CBA nonsense in there. I'm not going to be able to recall it off the top of my head. But basically, Alex Lyon. Everyone thought he would have to go through waivers. It turns out he was actually waiver exempt and uh, was loaned to the Phantoms today. It's like beating the Cleveland Browns. Listen, I don't disagree. <laughs> but, you know, the Browns are better. It's not like beating last year's Browns. You know, it's like beating the, like they still have Duchesne. They still have Stone. Please log in to continue. What the fuck? Cancel. This is still going? Hey fam, this is where my Facebook Live connection just cut out and everything got screwed up for a couple minutes and I had to restart the video connection and I waited to, for everyone to come in and I, you know, you heard me yelling at the computer there. Uh, that happened for longer. I cut some of that out. But uh, yeah, I got everything going again and this is where the, you know, second part of the post game began. So enjoy and thanks for listening. All right, some people are starting to find me. All right, let's just pick up where we left off. Uh, start start putting replies in. I'm sorry about that, guys. That the internet just shit out on me for a second. I don't know what happened. I blame AMAC. You know what, Brian? I do too. I blame AMAC for everything, and uh, that will continue with this. That's my bad, guys. Well, let's get it going again. Welcome back. Yes, thank you, Sam. Huh. Steph heard you say Laterra was an NHL player and shut you down. I'm giving I'm giving Laterra a clean slate. He if 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 he can continue to be who he's been through these first four games, he can be my four C, and I'm not going to complain about it on every freaking podcast I do for the rest of the season. You know, part of that is for my sanity too. Like I get real bored of uh, like saying the same shit over and over. It's why I don't want to rant about Andrew McDonald as much as I do. Like, and it's why I've tried to just play it off and just kind of wait for the day his contract expires, but geez, I just can't come soon enough, but Yuri Laterra, if this is who you are, cool. Could the team buy out Andrew McDonald next offseason? Um, 
I mean, they could. I just don't know if I just don't. They do have cap space. That's they will have cap space. They could use it that way. It's not like they're in cap trouble and they would. It wouldn't really hurt an offseason plan, even if they wanted to go out and spend a ton of money. So it's half the let's see what the actual money is, because it's different than cap hit. Let's see what it would actually cost the Flyers to buy him out now. Well, and this offseason, let's say. Where are you at, Andrew? All right, so his actual base salary, yes, yeah, this year and next year, the two highest, 5.5 and 5.75. So buyout current contract, what would it cost? Yeah, June 15th, 2029. Final cap hit. Oh, wow. So it would be two-year cap hit because it's one year left. So, Wow. 1.166 million in 2019-20, 1.916 million 2020-21. So I've said all along I don't think they're going to buy out Andrew McDonald and I I mean he's wearing an A for them. They do the organization just likes him personally. I don't know, but the financials are less restrictive than I thought. So I guess we'll just have to see. Uh, I would love it, but I, I'm not counting on it. Bill, the stash, you got to keep it. I'm planning on it for the time being. Let's hear his fault. No, Yuri is a good guy for now. He's, 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 done, a, he's done a face turn. What, what number will Hart be? I believe he's going to be wearing 79. I read a cool article. He's a, it's like paying tribute to something. Uh, I think he's going to continue. I think he's going to wear 79 in the NHL. Uh, if you look it up, like Google, like um, – Jesus, almost called him Bret Hart. Google Carter Hart, uh, like Jersey number 79, and the article might come up. It's, it's like a cool thing about Carter Hart. What happened to Steph's watch party idea for the home opener? We're trying to get stuff together right now, guys. Things are super hectic. Uh, Steph, you know, is like, I, I don't even know her actual title, but like she's in charge of SB Nation's like full NHL site, plus, uh, you know, Broad Street Hockey. And, we've, and there's the new podcast format we're doing, you know, how like everything's on the same feed. We have fly Perbly, We have these post games checking out the competition and like SB nation's actually backing it. And like, it's a whole podcast family with, uh, you know, the, uh, the good fight guys and the BGN guys and everything. So it, there's just a lot going on with us right now. We're trying to get some cool stuff going. We're trying to get some cool stuff going. We like nothing better than hanging out with you guys. And I'm going to be honest. That's like a night of work for me. That's awesome. You know, if I get to hang out at the, like, as much as I love coming in here, chatting with you guys for an hour, whatever. Um, if I get to go to the bar and drink beers instead and just talk about the game as it's going on and not have to stay sober, basically, uh, I'm all for it. So we're going to get some good stuff going at some point this season, bear with us. We love doing stuff with you guys. Our draft parties, our watch parties, they've all been so successful. And it's all because of all you. We're absolutely going to get something going uh, this year at some point. Uh, we're working on it. That's all I can tell you is we're working on some stuff. But seriously, what are the chances Foline plays Saturday? I can't imagine they're going to want to um, – what game did he play? The Avs game? Yeah, 
I can't imagine they're going to switch it up after after the, after a win, but they did last time, so. Latera loves the blow cane, though, just like the Browns. <laughs> blow cane makes me laugh every time. Elliot Friedman said on the Canadian broadcast that the league could look at Lawton jumping uh, for Metten straight from the bench. I believe it would be an automatic 10 games. Thoughts, Bill? Um, I like, I, I heard that he came off the bench. I missed, like, I was looking down at the box. I was, like, looking something up, I think, for the penalty kill numbers that I have. Um and missed what actually happened on that exact play. But, yeah, I mean, if he came off the bench, that's 10 games. Can Andrew McDonald benefit from the blow and the blizzo? Okay, so, all right, we're talking Carney now, Brian. Uh, can AMAC benefit from the blizzo in Latera's locker? Um, wouldn't make him slower. All right. Do you think that hit on Limblom was worthy of a five? I don't, I, I mean, I really don't like, I mean, sure. Yeah, I want a five-minute power play. Absolutely. I'm a Flyers fan. That's awesome. Yeah, give me Giroux with them having a guy, one less guy on the ice for five freaking minutes. Uh, sure. But I, I, I really hate over-legislating the game, and I really like when players sort it out themselves. Like, I wish it could just be that simple. I wish it could just be, you know, Limblom gets run and then Latera hits the dude back and boom, game. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Um, I, I think there would be a lot less shit like what happened following that. Everyone's still trying to settle the score after that. And it gets gets a little, I mean, I call it out of control, but it's the most fun I've had watching Flyers hockey all year. The second period, uh, you know, the second period, not a line brawl, but the large scrum that ensued. Uh, like, I, I think you could, if I'm a referee, I don't know, like, I, I'd rather have one fight than five if I'm a referee. And I always just think, is there a way to just say, we're going to let these two go now and that's it. Boom. Given what we saw from Pickard, do you see any way Hexy brings Noivy and his tissue paper groin back? Uh, you know, this is, this is one of the storylines of the year is what happens with Michael Neuvert. What does the organization really think about Neuvert? Because uh, on breakup day, when the locker clean out, exit interviews, all that shit, um, Hextall, didn't sound, uh, Hextall didn't sound like Neuvert's biggest fan. You know, he's, he's an un- – I get it. You're paying the guy 2.25, I think, to be your backup and – be a consistent backup and the opposite and Neuvert's the opposite of consistent. Uh, I, I could see an organization tiring him of him really quickly. You know, he was supposed to, he stayed in Voorhees, uh, you know, all summer and worked out so they could keep an eye on him, see if there was anything he's doing that's maybe contributing to his constant injuries. And he gets hurt before the regular freaking season starts. I, I can just, I can't, you know, I would wave him. I would wave him and see if someone grabs him. And uh, but it also maybe makes sense given who the goalies are at the NHL level because I don't, I don't think we're going to see Carter Hart until calendar year 2019. You know, whether it be the second half of this year or the beginning of next season, I don't think it's going to be calendar year 2019. We could, I, I think it's very possible he he's tearing it up with the Phantoms and they just go, hey, our goalies are not good. We're bringing up Carter Hart because he's our best option. I could see that happening in, like, March, you know, 
after the trade deadline, maybe something like that. Um, but until then, given that Brian Elliott is 33 coming off abdominal surgery and not a superstar by any means to begin with, and Michael Neuvert's made a glass, and Calvin, Calvin Pickard's a career backup who has played, you know, two NHL games in the last two years, um, maybe it makes sense to just stash Neuvert. If you have the extra roster spot, you can always do – you can always mess around with things if you need an extra guy. But right now, it's tough now because of all the injuries, but they have enough extra guys. That's the thing. Is I think they could get away with carrying a third goalie and just maybe stashing a Neuvert for the couple of times you might need him. But, yeah, I think it's very possible he gets waived. Like, this is – I'm trying to think, like, project what would I do because I'm frustrated with Neuvert and my initial reaction is cut him, you know, send him down, put him on waivers, see if someone claims him, play him with the Phantoms, whatever. Um, but then I'm thinking about what the actual situation is and what's logical. It's like if we need Neuvert for 10 games over a two-month stretch, yeah, he can probably do that, right? Right? <laughs> If Patrick's out long term, uh, with the oh, that's the c word concussion. I get it. Uh, the c word we don't want to talk about. Think Terensky gets the call up. I'd be surprised. I really think they'll try to settle it. Geez, that's a sentence. I really think they'll try to settle it um, with the guys who are already at the NHL level. Uh, that said, you know, one more injury with JVR already out, you're going to have to make a call. You know, um, depending on. You have you have Lawton who can play center. You have Wheel who you've tried at center. Uh, Laterra, like I said, he's my four C right now. You're my four C, Yori. Don't let me down. Um, you have Vorobiev. You have Couturier. So, uh, yeah, I think Albay Kubel would be the most likely call up at wing, and I think they're I think they can just go with what they have at center. I don't know. It'll be uh, it's worth watching though. Does Hack split the next two home games between Elliott and Pickard, or does he play? Uh, or does he play Elliott for both games? When the one is Saturday afternoon, what is there? When is the next one? Don't fuck with me again, Internet. I am begging you not to f with me. Show me the schedule, damn it. All right, so they have Vegas at home, and then two days, and then Florida on Tuesday. I'll tell you, given the two days here, I'm coming home with Calvin Pickard. I'm giving Pickard another – he really does love Elliot, though. Yeah, um, I guess I'm starting Elliot on the 13th uh, Saturday in the afternoon game against Vegas. Uh, I'm seeing how that goes. Because he played really well against Vegas in the opener. Uh, I'm seeing how that goes, and then I'm going to make my decision after that because there's two days. If it's going to be Pickard, it can be Pickard. If Elliott plays great, he's got two days to recover, and I can throw him back in there. Because I still think Elliott's your starter right now, and I don't love it. Trust me, I don't love it. But I think he might be the best option at this very moment. And by at this very moment, I literally mean 11, 12 p.m. on October 10th. Um, I think he's the best option, and if you can get him going, if you can get enough out of him. But I also think they need to conserve him. Like, what killed Elliott last year was overwork. 
He got hurt later because in the month of December, he started every single game. And you can't do that to any goalie, let alone a 32, 33-year-old. So I want to conserve him, but if he plays great with two days off, I'll, I'll play him in both home games. But uh, I think you need to go a little bit tandem here, and especially if Pickard's going to give you good performances, good efforts, um, like you did tonight, uh, I, I'd be fine with that. Do you think Leterre is playing better due to the Blizzo? Um, all joking aside, I think Leterre, uh, I, I, I don't know what to attribute it to, but I guess guys just have ups and downs in their career is what I'm willing to say it is. You know, uh, again, he's no Claude Giroux, but a couple of, there was a two-year period where I really thought Claude Giroux's body was giving out on him. Um, I don't know if it was injuries holding Laterra back or whatever, but he had a down period and it, it came after a time where he was pretty effective. Um, he was like a first line center on a good team for a certain amount of time. Uh, again, he's not that, that's not who he is, but maybe he's just getting, maybe he's getting back into being, uh, uh, you know, maybe being in the opening night lineup gave him some confidence. And if he really believes he's like a regular, he's going to be a guy with a role and he knows what that role is. Like maybe all those things are just adding up to, and he's more comfortable. He knows his teammates, all that shit. He's, he's got a year under his belt here. I think everything is kind of adding up to a situ situation where he could have a much more effective season than last year. He also could be terrible for the next 78 consecutive games. Not ruling that out either. But I do think I, – I can come up with an argument in my head that he's going to have, a, again, a good year for him is not being terrible. But, I liked again, I liked what I saw out of him tonight. Pickard's TV headshot looks like he wants to kill everyone. But silently, you know, um, I feel like Scott Lawton is an outward psychopath. Like, you'd walk by him on the street and be like, shit, that guy's got some problems. Um, but Pickard seems like a calm psycho. I would buy out AMAC now. Well, you can't do it until June. Uh, I would love for him to not be a part of this team by any means necessary. Waivers to the AHL, trade, you know. He decides to move to Russia and play in the KHL, whatever. I would love for him to not be a part of this team, but since it's not a realistic thing, I just know – and I'm, I'm going to – I blame – that's – we talk about Andrew McDonald, and it's because you say his name, it's like you're blaming him. If Paul Holmgren came to me right now and said, yo, Bill, here's 30 million bucks. You want to play defense for the Flyers? I'd be like, I wouldn't say, oh, man, I'm not good. I haven't played since high school, and I wasn't good then. Like <laughs> – I would say, yes, sir, Mr. Holmgren, thank you, and cash my check. And I can't blame Andrew McDonald for what's he supposed to say. Nah, I'm not good enough. Play Phil Myers. Like, I, so I, I blame the coach, you know, and I blame Paul Holmgren for, for, for bringing him here and resigning him in the first place and the coach for using him. So, like, as much as I, like, rag on Andrew McDonald and his play is poor, it is bad. I don't blame him for his poor play. It's he is who he is. You know, there's no, there's no, that's all. He's Andrew McDonald. If the coach thinks he's better than what, you know, anyone who's ever watched a game of hockey can plainly see, it's not on McDonald, it's on the freaking coach. Yuri El Chapo Latera should be allowed to blast off in the locker room during intermissions. I, you know, 
again, I'm not a locker room guy, but I think as much fun as it is to talk, and I'm not even talking about the Flyers. I'm talking not even talking about hockey. I'm talking about professional sports in general. I think there's a lot more of that going on, and cocaine maybe not. Um, I do believe that to be going on in NHL locker rooms. If you've ever watched the first shift of the first game of the NHL playoffs, um, I believe that to be going on. Um, but I, I do believe quite a few guys are probably on some sort of upper. You know, most of the world is on uppers. So, AMAC is a decent mentor for the young guys. I get it. Then make him a freaking coach. You know what? Maybe he can coach the penalty kill better than Ian LaPerriere. Maybe he should have that job because Ian LaPerriere, now's a good time that is brought up to get into it. Um, this penalty kill tonight, dreadful. And it's really, after the first game, they went three kills, three opportunities. Cool. You know, did your job. Maybe we did make those improvements. Um, Next night against the Avs, three kills, four opportunities. You're like, all right, they're six for seven. This is doable. Then, of course, San Jose, three kills and five opportunities. Less than ideal. But shit, man, they got Brent Burns. They got Eric Carlson, Evander Kane, Logan Couture. Like, that's – it's like giving up a power play goal to the Flyers. Okay, yeah, sure. You know, makes sense. That's what they do. Uh, And San Jose's power play came in cold as ice. But it's going to be good, you know, by the end of the year. It just hadn't really found its rhythm yet. Sucks they found it against the Flyers. But, again, predictable. And then tonight. Four kills and seven opportunities. So you have allowed three – you've allowed five power play goals against in your last two games. It's really, really hard to win that way. And that's that's the other thing is uh, how many – I just stopped in mid-sentence and I'm I'm aware. How many penalty minutes did they have tonight? Because that's something they really made strides in last year was discipline. Uh, Hack's first two years, 2015-16, 2016-17, they were the third most penalized team in the league, uh, averaging over 11 penalty minutes a game. And they really, really cut it down last year. 8-16 penalty minutes a game last year, which was the 13th fewest. So it was in the bottom half of the league in penalties. Um, You know... That's good because this team can't kill penalties, so being disciplined is probably a good idea, especially the stick penalties, which are what got me tonight. Uh, come, but coming into tonight, averaging 10 penalty minutes a game, which is top 10, they took three minors, all stick penalties in the first period. Uh, that hook by Andrew McDonald, that was the worst part about Andrew McDonald's first period. It was He took that hooking penalty immediately after he made a decent defensive play to break something up, but then turned it immediately over. Um, and then eventually had to take the hook on Brady to, Ch- uh, Brady to Chuck. Um, that doesn't even sound right to me. Uh, yeah, they had, I mean, both teams had seven power plays, but they had another seven power plays, or seven, you know, man down situations and 24 penalty minutes against overall. I realize some of that's inflated because, you know, there was just some scrums and some shit going on, but like, this team has to be disciplined because they clearly can't just kill a penalty. This isn't like in the Mike Richards, Jeff Carter teams where you thought, not only are we going to kill this, we might score. I, I like that they're putting pressure on. I feel they have um, 
gotten more aggressive in their attacking once they do break up a play, but it's still so passive in the defensive zone. They just can't stop anybody, and it's going to kill them. I mean, that's this was Ottawa. This was Ottawa, and you gave up three power play goals. What's Pittsburgh going to do? What's Washington going to do? Do you guys do an SBN meetup for home games? We haven't done anything like that yet, but it's there's stuff in the cards. Just hold tight, guys, and when it's announced, we're going to hammer the hell out of it. You'll definitely hear it. We're going to get stuff going. You heard uh, Latera Hoover some schneef? From what I saw, I was in the row behind the bench. I looked like Lawton didn't instigate. Uh, I want to see – I got to see it again. I I, I can't form an opinion on the play until I see it again because I was, again, all the penalty kill shit I just said. I was doing that, like, at that moment when the Lawton thing happened. I try hard not to hate AMAC, but his play makes it impossible. Yeah, like, I try not to hate anybody, you know, other than the Ottawa Senators who deserve – all of the hate. Um, I try not to hate anybody. I just, Jesus, man. Lawton looks good. What about moving him to third C if Patrick is out? Yeah, I'd absolutely put him with one of the top two uh, or one of the one of the middle six wing pairs. I'd say. I, we'll see what they do with Vorobiev. We'll but I would have him somewhere in that range, second line, third line. We'll see how it gets juggled. Uh, you know, with if Patrick's out and with JVR already out, we'll see how it gets juggled, but I would give one of those two center spots. Um, if Patrick is out to Scott Lawton, I fully believe he has earned it. Lawton looks amazing. Takes a bit for a player to get it. And I think he figured it out. Hashtag keeper. And that's that Lawton is, uh, he's 25 now, right? Like he's in his prime. This is, the best Scott Lawton will see. Uh, 24, he'll be 25 in May. Yeah, so this is, you know, this is Scott Lawton's prime age. He is at his absolute peak right now, uh, and we're, we're seeing it. And absolutely, he's also putting it together, you know, figuring out what his role is. That backhand, like, man, he had a backhand clear tonight. He had that backhand goal. Uh, he's out there at the end, you know, and gets the empty netter and says a lot about your coach's confidence in you when you get to play in those situations to be able to get empty netters. Um, so I, I'm really happy with what I'm seeing out of Scott Lawton because it's a long time coming for the kid. He's been bounced around, gets his position changed every other season. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm really happy, and I hope I hope to just see more and more from him. I would love to see him grow into, like, a real legit 3C. How cool would that be? And with all the with all the talent uh, at the NHL level ahead of him, and all the talent uh, you know beneath him, like all the depth we have with the prospect pools for all the forwards, it would be cool to get even more out of Scott Lawton too. You know, Bill just realized where's the Phantoms merch in your setup? I have some Phantom stuff. I'm gonna get hung up. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna like switch these jerseys out throughout the season. I'll put my Phantoms jersey up here. We can talk about all the autographs on there and shit from when I was in. Christ, what year was that? Ninety-seven, ninety-eight. I was second or third grade, I think. Yeah, but we'll. I'll get some Phantom stuff in here. No worries. I love the Phantoms. They're my. 
they're my heart, man. The Phantoms are my heart. I was there the night they won the cup in the Calder Cup in '98. It was at the '99 All Star Game at the center. I love the Phantoms. Keep Latera away from Shady McCoy if he comes back. I don't think you have to worry about Shady McCoy. Why can't we just send down El Chapo, Latera, and Dave Mack if we have to pay them anyway? Why roll them out on the ice? Uh, Latera's fine right now, man. I listen. I I I I was the biggest Latera hater in the world last year. You know. Um, I don't have a problem with what he's doing right now. I think he might be the best option. I, I don't have a problem with Laterra. I wish they could play. I wish they would send down AMAC. It's just not going to happen. As much as Laterra impressed me tonight and Voracek looked great, Robert Haig is killing it right now. Johnny on the spot, fouling the puck to the net and still looking responsible on defense. Looks like Haig's taking a big step. I want to just keep watching him more and more. He's another guy that didn't really know what to expect out of him. Um, this season was uh, had a good start last year, and I thought just really settled into a uh, – I mean, he threw hits and stuff, but settled into a very conservative um, off-the-glass and out kind of guy, uh, backing in a little too much a la Andrew McDonald, um, you know, on rushes and entries, just not playing nearly aggressive enough. And lack of aggression, lack of consistency – has kind of been the knock on on Robert Haig going back to when they drafted him and then, you know, when he came over to the Phantoms those first couple of years. So hopefully he's got, you know, he knows what the NHL is now and he knows what he needs to do to be, you know, more successful because as much as he was depended on in the first part of last season, he wasn't getting into games late in the year. And I, I really hope that he, he clearly has the skills and I really hope he's, confident enough to use them. I hope that he believes I can do more than clear the puck off the glass. I am a good enough skater to challenge a guy as he's entering. And if he maybe gets an angle on me, I can recover. I hope that he figured out all those things because man, this defense needs all the help it can get. And I really, really want to see him, you know, continue to improve and play well. Do you think Oterra has better blow than most dudes in the league? I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> We're undefeated in games. Pickard starts for us, so we'll never lose anything again if we keep playing him clearly. I mean, that's how math works, I think. Which number is bigger by the end of the year? Sixers wins or Flyers wins and ties? Well, they don't have ties anymore. They do OTLs. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the Flyers are going to win 50 plus games and the Sixers are, you know, they won 52 games last year. So if I had to put money, it would be the Sixers. If Patrick's out long-term, who comes up, uh, NAK or Vecchioni, I would assume it's uh, – I, I don't think anyone comes up unless there's a need. And since they're at home uh, for the next two games with some days off, you can get someone here if you absolutely need them. If someone else gets hurt, um, I, I would assume wheel draws back in and you go – I'm going to have to write it out and see what the lines would be. Uh-huh. G, Couturier, Voracek. Uh, Lindblom, 
Vorobiev, Konechny. All right, now you're missing Patrick, so you have, let's say, Roth. Lawton and Simmons, and then we would go Weiss, Latera, Wheel, something like that. I guess put Wheel, third line left wing with Lawton and Simmons, and go Weiss, Latera, Raffle is your fourth line, something like that. Uh, but I think they have enough. I, I don't think they call anyone up unless someone else gets hurt. I think they're going to just solve it with, you know, the guys who are here. Did you see the picture of Voracek in the helmet? I love it. I didn't. I missed that. Oh, it was gritty. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Vecchioni should get a chance. I don't see why he hasn't. He just hasn't stood out in the AHL. I think he's probably a good player, but they're just not going to – they just, you know, it was worth a shot. They wanted to see what he had. and. Might just be a guy, you know, and it, being if he gets to the NHL, say after this contract expires this year and plays for another team and is in a good you know, bottom six role and is a guy in the league. Hey, man, there's only so many guys who play in the freaking NHL. Being just a guy in the NHL is a big deal. But I, you know, I just I would love I, I want to see it happen. I want I would love him over Dale Weiss, don't you know, but right now I just don't see a spot for him. If Wheel is in the doghouse, why not send him down or would he get picked up? I would bet he would get picked up. I think there's probably enough teams out there. I mean, there was some interest around the league, um, you know, when he was a free agent um, before last season. So uh, if he was just on waivers and you could claim him for nothing, I would uh, I would assume he would get picked up. And uh, – if he's a guy who draws into the lineup and helps spark your offense half the games of the season, he's a he, – look, I just – all of a sudden, I think we have a decent enough – and he did not play well the other night uh, against San Jose. So, let, let's get that out of the way. But you have – with a couple of injuries to your forwards, if Patrick's out and, uh, and JVR's out, you, you can plug in wheel, third line, left wing, and it's not – I don't want to say it's not that big of a loss because those other you know, JVR's 36 goal score in this league, you know, Nolan Patrick, number two overall pick, but you're not going to get killed because Jordan wheels in your lineup. It's not like you're moving up uh, Chris Vandevelde, you know, uh, if they can roll this out, Drew Couturier, Voracek, Lindblom, Vorobiev, Konechny, Wheel, Lawton, Simmons, Weiss, Latera, Raffle. That's good enough, you know, especially if, depending on how long-term the Patrick is. Like, I, I hope it's just a, you know, a week or a game or whatever, but I, I, you could get by like that. Voracek not only shot tonight, he scored. I love when Voracek goes five-hole, man. Uh, he wires him every now and then. He lets one go, and you go, holy shit, he, he just roofed that. He just put that off the back bar. But uh, I love when he goes five-hole. I just feel like goalies are so open. Uh, it's like his whole career is a setup for when he does shoot. You know, the goalie's a little open because he's getting ready to go cross ice because he knows Voracek is passing. And that little bit of the goalie anticipating a pass is enough room for him to just put the goddamn puck through his legs. Um, I, I love when I love when he goes five hole, and I want to see him shoot more. I would I would love to see him get. I would love to see Voracek shoot more. 
Uh, NAK for me, talking about Vecchioni or, or NAK. NAK for me, I had bigger expectations, but he just hasn't been the guy I hoped for, my two cents. Yeah, and may, again, he really hasn't had a chance. Maybe his game, maybe he could be exactly who he is in the AHL and the NHL. That's like a Vorobia, a guy who, you know, isn't a star at either level, but his game translates really well from one to the next. You know, it's not a bump down. Um, maybe that's the case for him, but, eh, you know. We'll see. He, you need players in the AHL too. Uh, Albay Cubell draft pick, you know, a little higher pedigree, a little higher standing in the organizational um, depth chart, I would assume, considering they, you know, you only had to spend money on Vecchioni to sign him. You had to spend a draft pick on Vecchi, on, on NAK. So I would assume he's a little higher just overall in the organizational depth chart. Also, Voracek cannot bitch at us for yelling shoot anymore. Our harassment led directly to his goal tonight. Dean Goley both thought pass. Yeah, I mean, the players are always just going to get mad at the shoot stuff. I, I remember when LeClaire said something about it, I think, and I know distinctly Ronick said something about it. This was, you know, years ago. I, it, that stuff's just going to bother players. Um, but I do think Voracek should shoot more. You know, he scored two goals tonight. I liked him going to the net, too. That's the, like, he's he's a perimeter player, so you don't think of him that way. But he's a big guy. Like, I like a look of him going to the net and, uh, you know, maybe cycling play the other way on the on the power play like that one um, with Couturier or, or Ghost on the half boards and then the other one at the top more set up towards the right side and Voracek down low uh, with, you know, Simmons on the back door. I uh, I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. Isn't Corbin Knight lurking somewhere? Still on IR, still out injured. Um, you know, they'll have to either – he'll either be the 4C when he comes back if they think he won that job but got hurt before the season started, or they'll send him down. Do you think Wheel is better than Laterra? I'd rather see Wheel. Um, do I think Wheel is a better hockey player than Yuri Laterra? I do. But from what I've seen out of Yuri this year through four games, I like what I'm seeing. And it's all about putting it together on the ice. It's not about your skill set. It's about delivering. And Wheel got his chance. Wheel got his chance against San Jose and didn't get a shot on goal. Um, he didn't stand out at all, didn't make a play. And if he was going to be, like I said, if it was, okay, we have back-to-backs, we're missing JVR, we're going to play wheel one night, and then the next night, Weiss is going to draw into the lineup. We'll figure out how to use him. Weiss impressed me more than wheel did. And again, that penalty was really bad at the end. And, um, you know, that was dumb. But I would say we stood out more, and even in a positive way, than uh, than Wheel did. If it was, if they both got one game tryouts, basically in these back to backs, I would say we stood out. Um, Laterra, uh, he's my four C right now. That's he's earned it through four games. Uh, he could lose it tomorrow or Saturday, I guess. But he's my four C right now. Amac looked like Hartnell down tonight. I mean, he spends more time on the ice than anyone I've ever seen.
Why do we not play D in the neutral zone on the penalty kill? It's totally effed. You know what? That was a thing they were kind of good at last year. Um, once teams do get set up, uh, they're screwed. They're terrible. But last year, I felt like they did kind of pressure the pressure in the neutral zone a little more. Uh, the the penalty kill tonight was absolutely dreadful. I, Ian LaPerriere's continued employment. I don't care if you don't have the personnel. At a certain point, you're not getting the job done. I, I don't understand it a little bit. What the hell are LaPerriere's credentials to be a penalty kill coach? He blocked shots. Yeah, I mean, that's it. He's, he killed penalties in the NHL, so maybe he can coach it. That's, the, that's his credentials. I, I, I. Make him doctor of friendship, Andrew McDonald. Stick him in the locker room with the other doctors. <laughs> Keep him around to make Kurt happy, and of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, make Andrew McDonald the head coach for all I care. I just don't want to watch him play anymore. Letting a team camp on the porch during a PK is not optimal. With that being said, Raffle is killing it on the penalty kill. Yeah, I'm liking Raffle. I'm liking Lawton. I think they have the makings of what could be good. Um, they're experimenting with the defend with the you know the different D men they're using. They're trying to mix up the groups. Trying to they're trying, I, I'm going to give them time to try to get this together. But when it's just more of the same, and again, would they give up three power play goals tonight? Um, that's Ottawa. What the fuck are you going to do when you're playing Tampa? Like, you know, gone again, Bill. How does this keep happening? Would you like to see Simmer fight more? Honestly, I miss it. And it makes us not a bully. I'd like to see Simmons score goals. Um, if there's a reason to fight, I, I don't want to see him in staged fights against some other team's third liner. It's a waste of everyone's time. Uh, but when there's a reason tonight, uh, you know, if he had dropped the gloves tonight, that would have been fine. Some other guys jumped in before he could have. Uh, he got in trouble with instigators a couple of years ago, and it was to the point where he couldn't just come to the aid of teammates because the next one would be a suspension. And they need Wayne Simmons to score goals. And, uh, you got to pencil number thir number 17 in for 30, and uh, we need those 30 out of him. So uh, when he's spending five minutes in the box at a time, it's not ideal. Uh, I love – listen, I love watching a good Wayne Simmons fight, much as anybody, but I get it. Uh, it's just really not the game anymore. Laterra played well. Bashing bottom end players is getting tired. I agree. I'm totally cool with what Yuri Laterra brought tonight and what he's brought through four games. Haig is king. That's fine. Liked how Haig was mean tonight. I like when he mixes it up. That's the thing is he needs to be physically engaged and do all that stuff, plus be smarter and more aggressive with the puck. That's he, I need both out of him. I don't just need him being Luke Shen – and then when he gets the when he knocks the guy off the puck in the corner and gets it, clears it off the glass and out. That helps nobody. You just punt it. You have the puck. the The object of the game is to get the puck. I, I, giving it back to them is stupid. So I need him to do both. And it seems like he's starting to trend in that direction. I'm really happy with it. If 
from Sam Carcidi on Twitter. Patrick took stick to face, but Flyers aren't sure yet about his status moving forward. What happened to Libamov? Um, I'm pretty sure he's actually the captain of his team in the KHL. Um, Libamov is the one who got arrested with a bowl, right? Like right before he got, right before he went back to Russia, he got like a DUI and had like a bowl on him and shit. If I just said that, it's not true. I'm talking about the wrong guy. Who, was, who am I thinking? I, no, I think I'm thinking of Medvedev, right? Yeah. Any Medvedev arrest. My apologies, Roman Libamov. Yeah. Yeah, if Getty Medvedev was charged with a DUI and uh, yeah, had the bowl on him. Possession of a controlled substance. Uh, yeah, what happened to Libamov is he wasn't really an NHL player. He's, he's back home. Rubstov had a great camp, scored in his first game with the Phantoms. I hope he, I hope he has turned the corner. Yeah, absolutely. I, as much as we want to put stock in guys' juniors' performances and all that stuff, and some of it does absolutely translate. You know, I expect based on his numbers uh, in the CHL for um, you know Morgan Frost to be a very good player. But some guys, especially a guy like Rubstov, who's going to play a role. Maybe not be a 1C, you know, he's not a 1C, but he's he's going to have a role in different aspects of the game. Uh, let me get professional coaching on him. Let me get my organization's hands on him before I can really judge him. That's really vague from Carcidi. It is. I mean, that's all there is. One day we'll have a decent penalty kill. I, I, you would think, right? It seems like we start slow every year. What's the solution? I wish, I wish, um, I wish I knew because it's slow starts to the season, slow starts the game, slow starts the periods. It's been an issue for this team pre-Hackstall. I mean, yeah, I would love to blame the coach for all of it, but it's been an issue, you know, before too. I, I, I wish I knew. These guys need to be self-motivated. These guys need to be ready to go at puck drop. Uh, they got it together tonight, but falling behind, not having the energy right away, it's going to hurt them. You're not always going to be able to come back. It's not always going to be Ottawa. And it also creates so many three-point games. Like, if you're in a division game and you come out slow, you tie it up, and you win in overtime, that's cool. But you just gifted them a point, you know? Hey, Bill, how did you feel about Gritty at first? I have always and will always love Gritty. Um, he's just the best. Medvedev, yeah, okay. All right, guys, I think that's about uh, – I'm not seeing any more. So I think about – that's about all the time we have on the post-game show tonight. It went long because of the interruption. Half I don't even know how long this thing went. It's I'm seeing an hour six here on my audio recording, so that's about, that's about right. Before I wrap it up, I just want to say, um, hey, check out the Wells Fargo Center, all the upgrades. They're not paying me to say this or anything. I'm just letting you know. All the upgrades are really cool. Uh, there's a bat. There's a, a what's it called? Back row bar, back row bar behind section 207. Uh, really cool, great spot to watch a game. Um, I love that really high view that uh, I loved when I was up in the press box for a few years uh, covering games. I re you get to see the whole ice. I'm a big fan of that. And hey, it's a bar at the freaking stadium, and it's not like the stuffy one that you need special tickets to get into. You need to be a season ticket holder to get in. Uh, this, um, yeah. It's pretty cool, and Skyline uh, Skyline Bar, I think it was called. 
uh, yeah, right behind 219. They took down the paneling. It's big windows now. You can see Citizens Bank Park. You can see Center City, whole skyline. It's like one of the best views in the city, and you just walk out of your section. I think it was 219. Really good, and I had some really awesome food tonight. Like I said, I will come on here and rip the flyers. Um, when they play bad, I will rip the coach, the players, the GM, the owners, whoever I need to. But the organization itself is a first-class organization. I'm really happy about these upgrades. Stadium looks really, really good. Uh, they're modernizing it. This is just another step towards that. It is 22 years old now, which makes me feel old as shit. I just turned 30. Like, that's been my stadium my whole life. Christ. Um, and hopefully this means we're getting an all-star game sometime soon. Like, that would be freaking cool. I, they've never had an all-star game at the Wells Fargo Center. I don't know how that's possible. Hopefully we get one soon. These upgrades are, you know, I would say a step in the right direction of modernizing and hopefully making that making that a, a thing that can happen. All right, so that is actually all the time I have now. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for dealing with the uh, you know technical difficulties we had. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.